This episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast has been made possible by the BC Ale Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcaletrail.ca. Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. In this podcast series, I highlight breweries in the Pacific Northwest, a region that has a strong presence in the international beer scene. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and I hope that you're subscribed in your favorite podcast app. That way you'll never miss an episode. I'm in the interior of British Columbia in a community called Kamloops, where there is a big boom of craft beer going on at the moment. I'm at a brewery that's just celebrated a major milestone. Yeah, my name is uh, Richard Phillips. I'm one of the uh, co-owners of Iron Road Brewing. All right, Iron Road, how long have you guys been operational for now? So Iron Road, we've been open for a little over two years now. Uh, it was two years uh, in August. Mm-hmm. So yeah, August 2017 is when we opened. And here we are taping this end of September. It's, end of uh, September. It's Brewloops weekend. Brewloops weekend. You know, there's a lot happening in Kamloops now, but uh, like, let's just start with you. How did beer find you? The Reader's Digest version of our, our story is uh, basically is opened by myself and my uh, partner, Jared Tarswell. So we were both living, working in Vancouver uh, as geologists, which is a good job. And uh, we just were looking for a change. Um, both of us were getting close to kind of starting families. We we're both married and it was just finding it hard to get ahead in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saving and saving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> just saving and saving, but just further and further behind in, in housing prices. And so we were trying to look at ways to basically change careers, change locations. The kind of geology we did was uh, exploration geology. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, really kind of rooted around like Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal as like hubs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, moving from Vancouver to Toronto doesn't, doesn't change anything. And no. so... Uh, we kind of just came up with the idea of trying to start a business and, uh, we both have roots in Okanagan, Thompson, Okanagan, and, and, uh, we're always going to breweries in Vancouver. We were kind of like in that, uh, wave of breweries opening up and every weekend going and checking out a new place. And that's where we always meet our friends and it just kind of found ourselves doing that all the time. And, mm-hmm. and it like literally was just kind of over one night of too many pints, uh, being like, man, we should try this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of started as like a, a joke, just like a harebrained idea. And then we started looking at it more seriously and, and uh, took a few courses at uh, at SFU to kind of get some background on it. And So you, who, who bought the homebrew kit then? Like, we're, Yeah, like, so yeah, I brought, I bought a homebrew kit and I was like, man, I got to, you know, get serious about beer and learning how to brew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that experiment uh, didn't last too long. And we <laughs> realized that uh, we should probably hire someone for that. Yeah, it's it's just everything happened really quick. Next thing you know, you're kind of starting to uh, look at like leases. We we really liked Kamloops. Both of us have family here. Uh, both of us grew up in in kind of smaller towns, and like the idea of of kind of like affordable housing and mm-hmm. and like a stable market and uh, and and it's a population here too to support. Exactly. It, right? Yeah, it's like when we like the the whole business plan basically boiled down to. Uh, Kamloops is a, a city of almost 80,000. And at the time, 
uh, there's one brewery, Red Collar, and and one brew pub, the Noble Pig, mm-hmm. and it was just like a, a city of that size with with the two breweries, you know, say contrasted to Penticton that you know is sixty thousand, you know, a lot more during the summer, mm-hmm. but at the time had five or six, and uh, and all seemed to be thriving and and more on the way there too, more, oh, yeah. more great breweries on the way there. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> and so it was just kind of a like how how is there not another one in Kamloops and and the one other thing we really liked was the the university in the city mm-hmm. is is located uh like in the city not not outside of yeah. uh, the city and and had a a mixed industrial area uh nearby that was properly zoned for for a brewery and um so we just kind of started looking at at places here uh with the idea that um you know we were students once and you know we heard students like to drink beer and, and, uh, and, uh, just the way the, uh, it works too during the summer is, is like you're busy during the summer and then things usually slow down during the winter. But that also is, you know, September when school comes back in session. So you kind of yeah. have a, a wave that comes in when you typically normally be slowing down. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the business plan in a nutshell. And, uh, then it just kind of came time to put all the pieces in place and, and start, looking at uh how you actually make it happen all right so when did you break ground and then when did you open the door what was that yeah so we kind of started working on the plan for a while that we our total build was was uh uh just about 11 months Mm -hmm. from when we kind of signed the lease to when we we opened which uh we were happy with we were hoping to do it in a year Mm -hmm. um and so that's that's a quick turnaround yeah it was quick and and um the one like obviously neither of us had uh, experience in, in beer. And so we were trying to learn quickly, but we did have experience in, in project management from our, our last job. So, uh, I think, you know, budgets and timelines and things were, were things we were used to. I mean, the, the big thing for us was finding a brewer, uh, that was like the really, you know, the hard part and really obviously the most important part. Mm. And we got really, really lucky when, uh, we got a resume from, from Aaron McInnes, who was, uh, working at Main Street Brewing at the time, was in a similar situation to us. He has family uh, nearby and was kind of looking for a change from Vancouver and uh, was literally just, uh, when it came through, we were like, we have to get this guy. And mm-hmm. and, and it was literally a, like a total TSN turning point for <laughs> us. Yeah, the stars align, yeah, throw exactly. every other cliche at it there. And yeah, yeah and, and so, yeah, I can't say enough good things about him and we're super uh, proud of the, the beer that uh we make and and it's it's really all Aaron and when he came and first started here the idea was that we would help out in the back one of us would help out in the back but uh we underestimated how much like other kind of just like business operation stuff that we get tied to and Mm -hmm. and quickly learn like we need to get another guy here and again just like in another super lucky moment with the stars aligning a friend of Aaron's named Stefan Thordenson was He'd come to Cam- uh, Kamloops every now and then, and as brewers do, they just hang out, do a brew. Mm-hmm. He was just like, "Hey, this is actually really nice here, and, and Kamloops is a like a pretty rad city." And, and he was kind of like, "Maybe, maybe this would be a good change for me too." And I was like, "You think these guys would, you know, hire me?" And we're like, "Yes, <laughs> like absolutely." <laughs> we, and so we need it. Yeah, he came shortly after, a couple months after uh, after we opened, and and uh, we've. Uh, been lucky to have those guys. Great. Cool. So what, what are the beers that you tend to focus on then? Like what were you? Yeah, right we kind of, we do a bit of a range. 
we do three beers year round and just covering kind of like a basic model of, of like a lager, a pale ale and an IPA, just kind of covering all, all grounds. Our lager is, it's easy for a lot of people to kind of like discount a lager as being like, that's your safety beer. That's your just kind of throwaway beer. It's tough to make a good but, lager, uh, man. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's really hard to make a good lager and B it just has that perceived value with, with a lot of people as, you know, being it's like a domestic beer, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, lower perceived value than yep. than other beers. But we um, we put a lot of effort into ours, and it's one that we probably it's like what probably the one that we drink the most at the brewery ourselves, and uh, we're really proud. And, and it's it just uh, suits the market well. Like mm-hmm. it's a good kind of introduction for a lot of people. But then for really like uh, knowledgeable drinkers, they can recognize a good lager and be like, this isn't mm-hmm. this isn't just like a cheap beer, right? Yep. And, and then, uh, as well as our IPA, um, our Loopline IPA is kind of like a New England IPA, mm-hmm. um, and it's is that slightly adjusted? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just like citrusy, fruity. You know, we do like really late stage hop additions. It's not very bitter. Mm-hmm. Both those recipes, uh, we've you know we're always tweaking things. You know, mm-hmm. always doing things a little bit different, but are more or less very similar to what we had since we opened, mm-hmm. and it's uh it's nice to, to have that. Like we feel like we open with a strong lineup and, and, uh, uh, you know, have kept it, kept it that way, uh, throughout. Um, and then beyond that, we, we, you know, do whatever kind of seasonal beers, like, you know, darker beers during the fall. And we do an East India Porter. We do, uh, coming up soon, we have a, a Belgian wit. That's, uh, a really nice one. Uh, we've done a, a Belgian Dubel too, that, uh, it's going to be out in a couple weeks here that we're super stoked on. We're really, really happy about. And so, yeah, we're always kind of changing things. We have eight taps at the brewery. So mm-hmm. we have those three, the pale ale IPA and lager on all the time. And then beyond that, uh, we change it up a lot. Yeah. This summer we did a, uh, a series that we called the juice train series. That was <laughs> basically a sour saison that with, uh, with different fruits added mm-hmm. throughout. So we did a pomegranate one. And then we did a mango one and have done a blueberry one. Mm-hmm. Just kind of change it up and, mm-hmm. and try new things. Because it gets hot in Canada. Yeah, it so. gets very hot in Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Having something that's crushable is uh, is nice. All right. And then you also have a barrel program too, right? Yeah. So we yeah we do some barrel aging. We've got uh, some bourbon barrels that we got off Main Street, actually, that we've used in uh, a sour. So we, we, we do a wild ale called the Boomer Wild Ale. And before dry hop, we... Uh, ran some off into the bourbon barrels and and uh, aged them, and they uh, uh, came out. We we're really happy with the finished product. And uh, the Boomer, we actually uh, won a BC Beer Award for uh, a gold for, and then the the barrel age equivalent of it, the Boss Carturis, uh won gold at the Canadian Brewing Awards. Mm-hmm. So we were super happy with that beer, and we feel like we we're on to something with that one. We actually recently, or not recently, it was last Christmas, bought some. Uh, uh, bourbon barrels off four roses, some mm-hmm. fresh bourbon barrels that we ran our Russian Imperial stout into. So mm. it's been aging mm. kind of all, all, uh, fall and summer. And it sounds like I'm going to have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that one, uh, we're hoping to, to have it out, uh, for Christmas time. And, uh, that one's going to be a super fun one. Cool. And then like, uh, apart from the amazing beer lineup, you also have a great kitchen back there too. Like what, what do you guys specialize in the kitchen? Yeah. So we do, um, uh, we do kind of, uh, Mexi style. So we do tacos, nachos, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of like salad bowls. It's, 
it's a small kitchen, so we kind of treat it like a like a permanent food truck. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to keep the menu simple and uh, uh, kind of less is more. Have, yep. have not a lot of options, but try and do them well. So mm-hmm. yeah, we've um, we do a, a nachos here that uh, have been popular in town and. Um, that just comes from me and Jared being frustrated whenever we go to buy nachos and there's never enough cheese, there's never enough toppings. And never skimp on cheese. That's the rule number one. And it's not a nacho. Like, it's just point. so simple where it's yeah. like, let's just make a good plate of nachos. And most people are willing to pay for a good plate of nachos. They just mm-hmm. want it to be good. Yes, we do this thing. And layers, ma- layers. Layers. Yeah. Don't we, pile it all on the top. <laughs> we Amateur. Do, <laughs> yeah. It's, and we do... Yeah, we call it our Mexican street corn nachos. It's layered, and we had kind of corn and feta and a mm. crema sauce with cilantro, and that uh, has become in town. You know, we we sell a lot of plates of nachos. Right, right, right. I'm in conversation with Iron Road Brewing now. As mentioned, Kamloops is a booming beer region, and there's a lot to do in the surrounding areas. So, what's the best way to plan your trip? Well, by visiting the BCL Trail at the bcltrail.ca, they showcase many parts of the province. And on the website, you'll find recommended itineraries for each region of the province. There's a comprehensive list of every craft brewery in BC, a calendar with beer events, and a blog with lots of great stories. The regional ale trails include local breweries, pubs, and restaurants, along with other activities the area has to offer. So whether you're planning a trip or just wanting to be a tourist in your own backyard, let the BC Ale Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. Arrive thirsty. Leave inspired at bcltrail.ca. All right, let's jump back into the conversation with Iron Road Brewing. So uh, how was uh, the opening month then? Like, uh, what was the community's response when you guys finally opened? Yeah, it was it was totally bonkers. And um, we were uh, really pushing to open kind of as fast as we could. Mm-hmm. And so there was, uh, um, like everyone, and so we opened, you know, a little underprepared, uh, <laughs> to, to put it lightly. And uh uh, we tried to do a, a soft opening where we just kind of posted that uh, we're open, you know, please be patient. We'll, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're still learning. And mm-hmm. it was uh, an absolute madhouse. And um, uh, we were really happy at the time. We had like really good beer. We were confident with our food and it just kind of carried on. Like we'd never really slowed down. It's been, it's been busy uh, really like ever since, like it, it slows down during the winter, but you know, our, we were overwhelmed with the, the support from the community and, and, uh, we feel like we've got like a really nice group of regulars now and, and mm-hmm. kind of have a spot that's like a good, a good gathering point for people that kind of are like-minded and yeah, the, the tap room's, uh, been, been really nice. And then, uh, you've introduced a canning line too. Like you're starting to can products, right? Uh, yeah. So, so we have, uh, we do canning, we use uh, West coast right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've been, they've been great. And, uh, we have, a we have our own bottling line. We have a Mahin bottling line, uh, that we, we bought uh four winds old bottling line actually. And so they, uh, we, we do 655 mil bombers and then the, the six packs of 355 mil, mm-hmm. uh, cans from West coast and, um, as well as, Growler fills and mm-hmm. and uh, the usual, but uh, and then our our barrel aged beers we do in the seven fifty mil champagne bottles. Yeah, and so like, where's the distribution on that? Are you mostly just kind of focused in the Thompson Okanagan, or yeah, you... mostly mostly in this area. We uh, occasionally venture up north. My my family lives in Prince George, and so mm-hmm. if I when I go and visit them, we usually kind of drop drop beer off along the way at, at some liquor stores. But yeah, we do all our own distribution right now. We don't use a, a distributor, so trying to keep it, keep it local and, and try and grow 
you know, slowly outwards mm -hmm. organically and, and uh, make sure, you know, that we're servicing the, the home market mm -hmm. the, is, is most important. But uh, yeah, in the Shushwap, uh, Vernon, Kelowna, Princeton, those are our kind of main, uh, main distribution points right now. All right, cool. Um, if somebody was to go down this path of opening a brewery themselves, uh, what would be some advice you could give them? Yeah, I'd say uh, do it. <laughs> like, okay it's, yeah just uh if we can do it you can do it uh i mean there's there's gonna be a lot of challenges that that come along the way but it's um it's a it's a great industry with with great people mm -hmm. and uh it's been a lot of fun it's it's uh you know it's not like it's uh a get rich quick scheme mm -hmm. we we knew that yeah. um and it still is you know that way where uh they you know it's it's a come uh, even though everyone collaborates and is, is, uh, you know, on the same page and not out to, to, you know, try and gut each other, mm -hmm. there's a lot of good beer out there. So yep. it, it, it can be hard to, to separate yourself. It's fun. And, uh, if there was anyone that is thinking of opening a brewery and we had, uh, a lot of advice from, from people, everyone was really giving with information, mm -hmm. uh, particularly, uh, Aaron at strange fellows. Mm -hmm. He's uh he had a website actually that I can't remember the, the URL, something building a brewery or something mm -hmm. like that. But he had his timeline on there for how they built strange fellows and, and things they came across. And that was like a really good resource for us. And, and as well, uh, I would just email him questions and if he didn't know the answer, he'd pass it on to someone that didn't. So that was very, very helpful. And I'd like to, you know, be able to pass that on if, if anyone had any questions that they could feel free to, to ask me, not that I know as much as everyone else, but, uh, yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, it's been fun. Yeah. But it's just good to gain that knowledge because like no one brewery is the same. Right. So exactly. It's, and, yeah. and everyone's got, they're going to have dealing with different city councils and, yep. and, uh, different landlords and, mm -hmm. and different setups. And then, you know, it's. Obviously, the the big thing is trying to come up with money and, and uh, you know how do you deal with the banks and 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 frame it for them. Yeah, all right. And then Camloops, uh, it's growing. Um, are you excited about this, uh, this this expansion of breweries coming on the market? Yeah, you, you think I am. Room yeah, for it's, it? it's just like one more place for for us to hang out too. And and uh, I feel like there's there's uh, lots of room. People are are always kind of mentioning, oh, are you feel like it's getting saturated? Do you feel mm -hmm. like it's? And I, I don't think it is. Especially with, so, uh, if we hadn't mentioned it before, the, uh, uh, the, say the newest brewery that's opening in Camelot's here, Bright Eye Brewing, mm -hmm. um, going to be opening on the North Shore here. Uh, and then since we opened, there was the, uh, another brew pub downtown, Alchemy Brewing, that, mm -hmm. that opened up. Mm -hmm. uh, great guys. You know, if everyone kind of has a bit of their own niche, like those uh, breweries aren't doing any distribution, so you're not as worried about shelf space at liquor stores and yep. stuff like that. And in locations that, uh, like the North Shore doesn't have a brewery right now, I feel like Bright Eye is going to like fill a hole there. That's that's mm -hmm. going to be really nice. And uh, uh, yeah, excited to see the the culture grow and, and uh, as people's tastes change in the city. And it's, it's uh, you know, uh, competition kind of drives innovation too yeah. To, yeah. to make sure you're not getting complacent and mm -hmm. make sure you're kind of always uh, keeping fresh and on top of what, what the city wants. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for your time, Richard. Yeah, no really problem. appreciate it, man. Huge thank you to Richard again for his time. And yeah, uh, while this episode's dropping, I'm up in Kamloops for the Brew Loops Festival. So yeah, we've turned this episode around nice and quick. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's great visiting Kamloops again. Um, there's so much going on, and I'm really looking forward to coming back and checking out uh, the new breweries that are starting to pop up as well. 
But again, big thank you to the crew at Iron Road. Really like going in and visiting those guys and drinking their beers. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you're subscribed to the podcast and wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, if you want more information, you can go to the website, cascadian.beer. You can follow us on social media at facebook.com forward slash cascadianbeer. We're on Twitter at Cascadian Beer and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. Once again, big thank you to the BCL Trail for making this episode possible. And until next time, remember, support your local.